0: On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we'll look at the latest no hitter in a night of homers galore. Like death and taxes, Dodgers get a Dodger. I have That's not a- had
1: uh, three go throughs uh, yet. It works great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad
0: yeah. I am not at the dentist. Fantasy
1: Baseball in 15 on The Athletic.
0: This is Fantasy Baseball in 15 for Wednesday, May 19th. I'm Al Melchior. I am here with Michael Beller. And Michael, uh, on the previous episode, we had talked about the fact that Mike Trout uh, had a calf injury. We didn't really have a whole lot more information. I wish it would have stayed that way, um, unfortunately. Uh, He could be out as long as six to eight weeks with a grade two calf strain. So, uh, you know, this does raise from a fancy perspective, some interesting questions, because whenever there's been somebody injured, particularly in the Angels outfield, you know, two names come up, Brandon Marsh and Joe Adele. And this trout injury could keep him out long enough that when he gets back, maybe the Angels are in trade mode. And, and maybe, you know, if, if uh, say, one of those two prospects came up in the interim, there'd be a place for them to stay.
1: Yeah, I do think that that is something that uh, that could end up coming to fruition for one or maybe even both of these guys find some sort of role where we're talking about them in the fantasy world. I don't know if there's a move to be made right now with respect to them. Maybe in leagues where you are a little bit deeper or have to be a little bit more aggressive on guys like that, you're taking a look at them right now. Otherwise, I do think this is still a wait-and-see spot, but at the very least, I think we should have our focus trained on what's going to happen in L.A. with Mike Trout out for six to eight weeks and see who's going to get that spot, get the most time, whatever it might end up being. I think this is something that is worthy of our attention, even if we're not making an immediate move.
0: Yeah, and no, I think that is the, the right perspective on this. And uh, you know, Shohei Otani, he's uh, not slowed down at all. He homered on onto... We're on Tuesday. Uh, so yeah, he just uh, keeps, keeps going and just one of many, many homers. So, uh, while we do have a very notable pitching performance to talk about, it was also Revenge of the Bats (laughs) on Tuesday. So we'll get to that a little bit later on. Uh, so, Pretty good news here for Danny Duffy. Certainly better than uh, what I was expecting. Uh, He has been diagnosed with a grade one flexor strain. So of course his last start, he uh, exited with that uh, forearm injury. So he's going to just be shut down for five days and then be reevaluated. So if he was dropped in one of your leagues, like he was in one of mine, um, I think it's a good idea to, to go pick him up. And uh, also some encouraging news for Taiwan Walker. He had an MRI on his sign on his side which came back clean. There's still no timetable in terms of when he'll be making his next start, but certainly uh, much better news than uh, perhaps it could have been. So good, good news there. Uh, Luke Weaver going to the injured list with shoulder discomfort. Corbin Martin coming up. Uh, I think this is something that uh, our friend and colleague Derek Van Riper was uh, foreseeing uh, on some recent episodes. Uh, so Corbin Martin made that start. It was it was an all right start against the Dodgers. I mean, especially considering the degree of difficulty with that start. Um, not the the biggest standout performance, because we've, we've got several others to talk about. But uh, where are you at with Martin in terms of uh, which leagues to add him to?
1: Yeah, again, another situation where I'm not uh, going too crazy to grab him in, in mixers. I do think uh, that um, he's someone who obviously should be on your radar in a big way in NL only. Um, but, uh, that's really where I'm focused on grabbing him right now. And I would be, I, you know, I would, I would be trying to get him in, in NL only. This is someone who's going to have a line on a spot in a rotation for a while. Someone who's got a decent amount of strikeout upside uh, has always been more than a strikeout parading guy in his minor league career. So I think good reason to expect that to carry over, uh, for him with the diamondbacks this season,
0: not quite getting too excited about him in mixed leagues just yet. All right, and a couple of IL moves that may not really be long-standing ones. Didi Gregorius uh, to the injured list had already missed several games with his elbow injury, uh, so that was made retroactive to May 14th. So if you were thinking maybe making a play for, for Nick Maton with uh, Gregorius being out, he may not be out all that long. Similarly, Tyler O'Neill to the injured list with a fractured finger, and he may only be out for a couple of weeks. So not necessarily the minimum time, but maybe not out for all that long. And uh, Cody Bellinger working his way back from his uh, hairline fracture in his left fibula. He is slated to start a rehab assignment at AAA Oklahoma City this weekend. So very good news there. Anthony Rizzo leaving Tuesday's game against the Nationals after tweaking his lower back. So uh, he is currently day-to-day. Eliezer Hernandez. He began a rehab assignment with Triple A Jacksonville on Tuesday. Uh, no timetable yet. Figure he's got to make a few starts there before rejoining the Marlins rotation. And Michael, uh, a move that I think you know, we probably could have seen coming here Andres Jimenez being sent uh, by Cleveland to the Triple A Columbus affiliate. So that job is just I'm at Rosario's at this point to just take and and run with it Um, you still been kind of slow to warm up at the plate so what's your level of interest there Uh, not super high I mean even though he's still a young guy we saw
1: a good amount of him with the Mets and I think we have a a good read on the sort of player that he is the nice thing about uh, Rosario is that with this uh, Indians lineup shaped up the way that it is He's going to hit toward the top of the order. I mean, I think we have good reason to believe it's going to be Cesar Hernandez, Ahmed Rosario, Jose Ramirez, Eddie Rosario, Fran Reyes as the top five uh, for the foreseeable future. So there is a little bit of a bump for him there. Uh, If you are shortstop needy, middle infield needy, um, I don't see any reason to shy away from adding Rosario. I just would have your expectations in check.
0: And, you know, that batting order position and playing time, I mean, that that matters a lot yeah, because, sure. as I've mentioned several times, it's not always easy to fill that middle infield slot. So sometimes that's, that's reason enough right. <laughs> to go after somebody. A uh, couple of uh, perhaps looming activations from the COVID-19, IL, Fernando Tatis, and Gleyber Torres, they could be back on Wednesday. So definitely keep your eyes on those situations in your daily lineup leagues. Uh, Gabe Kapler uh, making a, a statement and a piece uh, on MLB.com that I found very interesting. Somebody that was kind of off my radar, Tyler Beatty coming back from Tommy, Jer- John, Tommy John surgery. Uh, Kapler says that he sees Beattie as a starter when he's ready to return. There isn't a clear timetable yet, although it would appear to be sometime this season that we'll see Beattie back. So even with the, the surprising depth that the giants have found with their, uh, starting rotation, uh, when Beattie comes back, it's not going to be, uh, apparently, uh, as a reliever. So, um, You know, when I read this piece, I checked all my really deep leagues, my dynasty leagues to see if he was out there. He wasn't, but uh, Mm -hmm. still a move I would recommend. And in closer news, Rafael Dolis, he was activated from the injured list and presumably just uh, retaking the closers job in uh, Toronto. Although it sort of remains to be seen how that's going to play out. And also Jake McGee getting a save for the Giants on uh, Tuesday, so he is still very much in that mix, along with Tyler Rogers. Uh, for those who are paying close attention to that situation, let's get to the. I think the big, big news is Mike Trout. But after that, I think that the next big item here is another no hitter this season, the fifth one. Spencer Turnbull for the Tigers at the Mariners. Uh, the Mariners uh, getting oh, no hit. The Mariners. And, you know, we, we talked about this, right. We talked about that. This could be uh, a good pitchers duel, uh, Turnbull and Justin Dunn. We'll talk about Dunn too, but um, Turnbull with the uh, nine inning, no hitter, nine strikeouts, two walks, the only blemishes. Uh, And then Justin Dunn on the other side of things, only five and two thirds. But, you know, I I did note that the Tigers not, or yeah, the Tigers are not a very uh, selective group Mm -hmm. of hitters. And only two walks in those five and two thirds innings for Justin Dunn, which you know for him is definitely an upgrade. And nine nine big strikeouts, so uh, maybe you can pick your spots with Justin Dunn.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's the thing we take from this Spencer Turnbull. You know, we already knew that. Uh, you know, maybe we're not expecting that sort of performance, but a guy who we know there's plenty of spots where you can trust him. Justin Dunn showing us that that could be true for him as well.
0: Yep, yep. So, and then another uh, another matchup that we highlighted on the previous episode, Blake Snell versus Austin Gomber. That one also turned out to be a really nice pitcher's duel. Snell getting a really really favorable matchup against the Rockies on the road, and not only that, but uh, Rockies coming from uh, uh, you know environment at home, uh, and then going to San Diego, where you know big big difference in, in atmosphere and. Uh, air density and and all those sorts of things. So uh, Blake Snell performing very well, 11 strikeouts for him and Gomber, uh, you know, nice, uh, you know, nice matchup for him. And it worked out Uh, Luis Castillo. I think this one's probably even much more of interest uh, to folks listening because he we've been waiting for him to have the big uh, outing and against the giants, he, He delivered five innings, 11 strikeouts, uh, just three runs allowed on six hits and three walks. Do you feel good about keeping Castillo in your rotation or is this still kind of step by step, start by start?
1: I think it's still step by step. I mean, the 11 K's are obviously great. You don't need me to tell you that, but six hits and three walks and five innings. I mean, there was still, he was still getting knocked around the three walks and five innings still gives you pause about uh, his his control so I, I feel good enough about the 11ks and you know i'm mr start everybody when they when they take the mound but I, I don't know i still think it's this is a step-by-step day-by-day sort of situation not just because uh it was a great 90s childhood sitcom but uh just because <laughs> this is something that uh, we just can't fully say yes castillo's back it wasn't a performance totally without blemishes
0: uh, true enough uh, a couple of other pitchers that we talked about as potential streamers and also entering their rotations, uh, Chris Bubich for the Royals, Tucker Davidson for the Braves, both with good starts, especially Bubic, just one hit over six scoreless innings for him. So really not too many blemishes there, although just four strikeouts for Bubich against the Brewers. Uh, Davidson going six solid innings, uh, three runs, so gets the quality start. Five Ks, one walk against the Mets, and again, maybe you chalk that up a bit to a depleted lineup and a favorable matchup. But uh, how do you feel about Bubic and Davis uh, Davidson going forward? Man, your dog just uh, loves us for bringing these guys up
1: yesterday. Uh, really <laughs> wanting to, to pat you on the back. That's a good supportive dog. You gotta love that. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think again, I think that the the more interesting guy to look at is Davidson, just because yeah, we sort of know what we're getting with Bubic. We know that there are spots where we can. Trust him. We know there's other spots where we want to stay away, and he did that again yesterday, right? A, a Brewers lineup that did get Christian Yelich back, but still not one that's striking the uh, fear of God into us just yet. So, yeah, good for him uh, for having a good start there. Tucker Davidson, though, we thought this was going to be a nice landing spot for his first um, for his first career outing. We, we or at least we thought it could be with that depleted Mets lineup. So we do have to take that into account when we are thinking about him for his. Next start as a potential streamer, at the very least, he kept himself on the radar for his next start as a potential streamer. And for an Atlanta rotation that is ravaged by injury, kept him on the radar to maybe lock down a spot while they remain ravaged by injuries. Someone we should definitely be keeping an eye on over the next couple of weeks to see what he's got when he maybe has to step up against a tougher offense.
0: All right. And you know, it still remains to be seen too how long these two pitchers uh, stay in their respective right. rotations. So something to to watch there. And as I mentioned earlier, revenge of the bats on Tuesday, three hitters with multiple homer games. Miguel Sano with three homers, doubling his total for the year, uh, doing so against the White Sox. And then Ramon Laureano and Mike Zanino uh, with a pair of homers in their games and both now up to 10 homers each with Laureano uh, it's, it's nice to see maybe not the, the biggest surprise, uh, Zunino. I mean, if you figure if you're going to get something from him, it's going to be home run power, but is, is that enough, uh, for him in, in two catcher leagues? I think so. He's got 10 homers. I mean, what more do you want from someone in two catcher
1: leagues? He's got 10 homers. If he's going to give you 10 homers. Even if he's going to hit, you know, 190 in a, the 230 OBP. I mean, you'll take what you can get in a two catcher league and you're getting that much power production. I think absolutely. That's worth it.
0: All right. Well, uh, kind of a thin crop of streamers for Wednesday, but uh, a couple of games that pose good matchups for for both pitchers. Uh, Red Sox and the the Blue Jays. We got Garrett Richards and Ross Stripling. And then we got another Tigers-Mariners matchup here, Tarek Skubel and Logan Gilbert. So of these four, who do you like streaming on Wednesday?
1: It's hard to get away from that Tigers-Mariners matchup, right?
0: You just sort of get on either side of it. Give me Logan Gilbert. The ceiling,
1: the matchup, he's the guy I like best.
0: All right, and then it is time for our Wednesday Prospect Spotlight. I've uh, chosen three uh, fast starters here and also prospects who, who do have some pedigree as well. Alec Thomas, uh, the outfielder, uh, outfield prospect for the Diamondbacks, who's currently double-A. Josh Lowe, one of the many lows slash uh, lows that have come <laughs> up recently through the uh, race system. Uh, he's triple-A-Durham. And Hunter Green, who... You know, I I think it's probably exaggeration to say that he's, you know, fallen off the radar after Tommy John surgery, but certainly not holding quite the same profile, but off to a tremendous start at double A. So how are you viewing uh, these three? Anybody that you think will have an impact this year uh, or we thinking, you know, maybe more 2022?
1: I think Lowe probably has an impact at some point this year, but the one who I'm most excited about is Hunter Green, just because of that pedigree, the ceiling that he had, uh, the fact that he's been on our radar for so long. It's hard to uh, remember that he's still just 21 years old, turns 22 in August. So uh, I think all of that, combined with the fact that he has gotten off to this hot start, has me very excited that, uh, you know, potentially he's back to being uh, the sort of guy we thought he could be before Tommy John. So he's someone who I'm going to be watching very closely in terms of the sort of impact he can make once he does arrive in the majors.
0: All right. Well, yeah, good starts for all three. Uh, And hopefully it's a good finish here because that's going to be it for this episode of Fancy Baseball in 15. And we just would ask that if you do have a moment to rate and review this podcast, uh, that uh, you take a, a moment to do that. And we thank you for it. So for Michael Beller, I'm Al Melkier, and we'll be right back here on Thursday.